if you want to achieve something, you can, as long as you're passionate and really motivated about it. Just put in the effort and just be patient. You know? People don't care if you have if you have an inclination or not. Like AI, the more input you give it, the better the result it will be. You know. Hello, hello, language lovers. Welcome back to LingoCast. My name is Eliseu, and this is the podcast of your language journey. I will prepare for another episode. But I have a question for you all. Do you believe in talent for languages? Do you believe that some people can learn languages easily because of a natural gift? That's today's topic and we have a very special guest, a friend of mine. We have already discussed this topic many times and today I decided to invite him here so he can share with all of us all his interesting points regarding this topic and also about his language journey. But before we start this episode, don't forget to follow us on social media and your favorite podcast platform. If you want to support our project, you can also be part of our Patreon program and you can send questions to our guests, be updated with the following content and the latest ones. And also be part of our WhatsApp group so we can, we can chat with me and with the other patrons. Once done with all of that, we can go to today's episode. Have you ever told someone that the person had a talent for languages? Or have you ever heard that you have a talent for languages? Do you believe it or not in it? In today's episode, we are going to discuss this. Therefore, I invited a hyper-polyglot friend of mine. Dragos Luca, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, fine, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. It's just a little bit weird to talk to you in English. I think we have never talked in English, maybe. I don't remember. <sighs> If we have, <laughs> maybe just for a couple of minutes and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we so... mainly speak in Italian. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. Uh, I'm still getting used to your voice in English. Uh <laughs> Today's episode, we chose this topic, which is uh, because we actually had talked about that a couple of times. Yeah. And it's really interesting to approach. You have like a lot of interesting opinions about that. We both have been in the situations that people tell us, oh, you have a, a talent for languages. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but be before we start approaching the topic, uh, can you introduce yourself and tell who is Dragos and how did you get interested in languages? Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, yeah, so basically I'm... Um... I was born in Romania, but I grew up in Italy and in Switzerland. And I currently live in Switzerland, in the German part of Switzerland. And uh, I came across um, my f my first multilingual video from Tim Donor, uh, um, and where he was speaking 20 languages. And um, what got me interested in, in languages was, of course, seeing him speak a bunch of languages but also the fact that he was one year older than me and in uh well he is now still <laughs> the difference doesn't change but yeah I was 15 he was 16 at the time and seeing someone who is 16 to even have the capacity to talk in so many languages even even though he was not fluent was really interesting for me and uh And yeah, and then I, I started with, with um, actually with Arabic. I was really interested in, in, in the culture. I realized I was really ignorant about the Middle East. And I started with that a bit, and then I transitioned to more European languages like Spanish or Dutch, and mm -hmm. that's how it started. Like a curiosity, when you watch this video that you were, that you were mentioning, nowadays, mm -hmm. do you have a different feeling? Do you, do you see it in a different way or no? Like... Um... That's a really interesting question. Um, I I sometimes uh, I did go back to the video because I was um, 
I learned he was speaking, for example, German in the in the video, and the first time I saw it, I didn't speak uh, German, and uh, and also I I had learned some Russian, and also you know I I had expanded my list of languages, and coming back to it and understanding without the need to watch to to look at the subtitles was really interesting, but I I don't know I I still think it's. Uh, um, it's a fond memory I have of, of this video because it's the first, it's basically the, the person that got me started into language learning. But of course, then looking uh, into the language learning community, then of course I found Richard Simcote, Luca Lampariello and some other amazing polyglots then. And uh, they kept my passion uh, going basically. Uh, the, the interesting thing is like, I think there's a, a lot of people in the polyglot community that knows you. But for the people who are just like consuming content, like online, they maybe they have no idea who you are. Yeah, yeah because yeah, yeah I'm, I'm actually not on social media. Um, I just I just enjoy uh, being with with uh, other people who share my my passion. But um, I feel like um, the 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 people that have um already done like a youtube channel uh youtube channel or or maybe a podcast or something else i think they they already contributing enough and uh yeah i i just enjoy being with the with with the the polyglots or other language lovers so mm -hmm. yeah i don't feel the need to be out there and uh um and and bring my ideas but yeah <laughs> and not being online and being like having your image exposed but it doesn't it doesn't avoid the comments like oh you have a talent for languages right and how exactly, do you react yeah. when you receive these comments like nowadays let's say yeah yeah so for people who who don't know um who don't know this aspect of language learning because basically i've been learning languages for nine years now and and also you have the same experience and other people have and then for example, at the Polyglot Gathering, we meet people who have the same experience um, and know how or what what it means to learn a language. Mm -hmm. um, for people outside this this uh, of this sphere, basically, is um, they just think, "Oh, wow, you must have a talent if you speak ten languages," for example, or even even more than five. It's it's already like uh, amazing, and you know. For me now, it's okay. Five, it's sort of normal, <laughs> um, but but as with everything in life, the more you progress, oh, you live in Switzerland. The more, right? <laughs> sorry, you live in Switzerland. Five is yeah, exactly. Uh, five is like you know, uh, German, Italian, French. It's already three, so, <laughs> yeah. and then you need the English. No, but yeah, it's it's uh, for people who are not used to studying languages, um, and they have and. I think everybody has had the experience of going to school and studying, for example, here in Switzerland, they, in the German part, they have studied French or, or English. Uh, and then they had this experience uh, of this bad experience learning French. And most of the people uh, whom I talk with, they say, oh, I don't like learning French or I don't like the French language because of the experience that they had. And in their mind, they when they hear someone that speaks 10 languages, they say, oh, you must be talented because I went through the language learning process and it was excruciating and I cannot do that for 10 languages, you know. So people think, uh, usually people think they compare the uh, 
what you have achieved with the experience that they had, the learning experience that they had. And of course they think, oh, wow, if you went through all that for so many languages, uh, you must have some gift to go through as fast as, as, as possible. Mm -hmm. But do you feel that some people learn more and better studying the same content for the same amount of time than others? Mm -hmm. Or no? Um, I do think so. In in my mind, they, there's um, there doesn't exist uh, the word talent, but maybe more of a. I wouldn't even know if you would if you could say that in English, like an inclination towards something. Like, m for example, some people are better at studying math or studying languages or studying or maybe sports. They have good genetics. Um, so there is some, because we're all different, we're not the same. So some people may have more of uh, an ability in some department than other uh, others. But I think uh, there's just like, a, maybe it's a, I don't know, a small percentage, you know, it's mm -hmm. a small inclination towards something. Um, whereas when I hear the word talent is like, 50% of the the job is already done for you. I, th this is why, what I imagine when people, when people talk about, or you, you have talent. It's mm -hmm. like, you're already halfway there. You don't have to do anything. Whereas it's more maybe like 5% mm -hmm. where you have to put in the 95%, the rest as hard work and dedication and discipline and passion for what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I do think if someone... Um, let's say they two people both study 10,000 hours of, I don't know, Russian, let's say, or maybe Polish. Let's say Polish because you live in Poland. <laughs> um, uh, so Polish, uh, and they start from scratch, and both people, same background, everything, but one of them um, has uh, this slight inc inclination towards language learning has more maybe can figure out better the patterns that regulate languages in general and then yeah i do think with the same amount of hard work and dedication that the person with this slightly slight inclination then can um, achieve better results but not like double the results maybe mm -hmm. it's just a, a small advantage advantage yeah. Maybe even if we have this inclination, we still need to work on this inclination to develop this, right? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, yeah, if we will yeah. have this, but we will never work on it and be interested in it to, to develop this uh, this skill, let's say, we we'll end up mm -hmm. it end up giving no advantage, let's say. But I, I noticed that you it bothers you when people tell you like, oh, okay, you have language a talent for languages or something, a gift or whatever. And for mm -hmm. me, it the feeling I have is it minimizes my work and all the hours I put on it. And because like at the end, we know how, how much we learned. How, how's the process? The beginning, we do not understand. But we keep learning. We keep finding ways to get to, to stay motivated. And, but how do you feel when you hear this, this kind of comments? Yeah, so basically, for me, it's like it's sort of what I see from my point of view is the person telling me, you can do it, but I could never do what you're doing. It's almost as like I hear them say, uh, I would love to be like you, but I'm not, uh, I, I don't believe in myself enough to do it. Mm -hmm. What I've learned like uh, in, in, in the last years is if you want to achieve something, you can, 
as long as you're passionate and really motivated about it and just put in the effort and just be patient, you know. So some people, they sort of give up and just say, oh, you're talented and you can do it, but I'm not talented, so I cannot. You know, it's like sort of giving up on themselves. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, and yeah, that's basically, they sort of, and some people also, they can use this as an excuse, you know, depending on the person. You know? Some people admire it and want to be like you. And then maybe you are the trigger for them starting. So that's good. But some people use it as an excuse, you know, oh, you're, you're talented, I'm not, and I cannot do anything about it, so I won't even start. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the other side of the, of the coin, basically. Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. And, uh, and there are also other factors that also people use as, as an excuse, like, oh, this person lives in, in Europe, or this person lives in... Uh, in a big city, this person mm -hmm. has uh, more free time Many or whatever. Many international friends. Many international <laughs> friends, uh, and at the end, like we we can find a way, we can find different ways to. We actually we find different ways for mm -hmm. every mm -hmm. because we we have different jobs. You have a a job. I don't know if we want to, want to mention, but I also have my job in, in a company. We have different schedules. We find our yeah. ways to to learn, to practice, to to have language exchange, and mm -hmm. we are always finding solutions for that. Yeah, exactly. And uh, also, um, well, it's not really on the topic of talent, but as you say, like the finding a way, um, I, I always tell people that because I started learning a certain language, um, I've met people who speak that language mm -hmm. and I started to have more and more opportunities to practice the language. As for Like, for example, the last experience that I had was coming back from uh, from Krakow, from uh, uh, my uh, three weeks uh, trip mm -hmm. in Krakow this, this year. And after maybe a few days, I was on a train going back home. Um, and, uh, and I heard two women speaking Polish. So I said, I have to, <laughs> I have to speak with them just to chat a bit, even if my Polish is not fluent. Um, but it turns out that one of them is a neighbor of mine. <laughs> so, so then, you know, because if I hadn't, of course, if I hadn't been on that train at that particular hour, okay. But be, if I hadn't in the same situation, if I hadn't spoken Polish, then I would have just said, oh, yeah, nice. They, I, I recognize that they're speaking Polish, but yeah, too bad. I don't speak Polish, whatever. Mm -hmm. So... But with this, now I have two neighbors that can help me uh, continue my Polish journey, basically. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. This part of the communication really, it's it's really important because when, when you're learning languages, we are trying to find people to talk to. And we end up meeting am mm -hmm. amazing people that making friends or people who will just said, okay, we'll help you just because you're learning my language. And Yeah. And also... Um, if if we link this to to having talent or not people don't care if you have if you have an inclination or not <laughs> i would say for for language learning they don't care if you make the same mistake twice three times 10 times um they just they they see that you want to communicate with them mm -hmm. and that's the most important part and uh and yeah eventually your your brain will learn what's correct or not mm -hmm. and then it will adjust 
but uh, it it takes a lot of hard work and 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 uh, passion. I always say when people when people tell me, oh, you have a talent for for languages in in German, they um, I've come to to know this expression or this word. Um, du bist ein Sprachgenie, <laughs> and you're a genius of languages. Um, <laughs> and I always tell them uh, that I'm not. That it's uh, a lot of hard work and dedication and it takes time and consistency so, uh, this... yeah consi- exactly and consistency doing it every day and not once every month or something like this um and yeah consistency and 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 you have to want to do it to do that because otherwise yeah of course you don't have the motivation to do it. Mm-hmm. we're saying about uh, motivation and being interested in it that the difference that it makes some friends of mine they tell me sometimes that they are simply not good at learning languages Do you think that they say that because they lack interest in in the topic or it because they simply don't understand the process of language learning or both? Um could be could be both. I I think it depends of course on on the on the person on its background uh, his or her uh, background. But I think yeah, it could be both. So basically um uh you yeah i mean if you um if you learn a language um th- you don't know the method when you start so the diff- like what i was telling about before you know the we have years of of experience in learning we started from scratch every time and we had to work our way up to in an intermediate or maybe an advanced level so if you don't have that level or sorry the the experience Of course, it can be a bit more difficult and it takes more time. It's really trial and error. So, um, yeah, that's that's one one aspect, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, if you don't have motivation, if you feel like you don't have enough motivation, then you should ask yourself maybe why or or why do you think you don't have enough motivation? Like, um, because sometimes even even in language learning we hear uh, a lot of um, people say you have to find for example content that's interesting to you or you have you know you have to do things that are fun and that's true but um, sometimes well not most of the time but sometimes you just have to go through it you know like grind <laughs> you have to keep grinding um, so maybe maybe it's just one day maybe you're not motivated one day or maybe even one whole week, but maybe afterwards you watch a video or you watch a movie in your target language and you feel that motivation coming back. So maybe, yeah, ask yourself, am I not motivated like for weeks on end or just maybe today or maybe just this week? Um, And of course, the language learning method that you're using is is also Mm -hmm. important. Maybe the ba- the opposite of being good at languages, or I mean, about being bad at. Do you think it's we are bad at some aspects of language learning? Because at a certain moment, I noticed that I was terrible at listening, that I I couldn't keep the concentration. It was my worst skill, and I needed to work on that. So, do, do you believe that we have everyone has that, or we learn? in a similar way the process is similar to but once i think talking to mm-hmm. with lucas lucas told me that he believes that everyone is actually very visual there's mm-hmm. mostly visual and do, yeah. do you agree with that that also we have some 
how how can I put that in words? Some uh, bad skills. Like uh, some some skills that are worse than others, mm, naturally mm -hmm. or not. Oh, that's interesting. I do I do believe that we we learn languages pretty much the same way. Like if your brain is stimulated enough or for long periods of time then it will learn it's basically it's not like it can also become a topic not just about language learning but also learning in general like how do we actually learn so in my opinion if you keep if the brain is soaked in this thing that you're trying to learn is just immersed in it then it will eventually learn like uh it It's, it's basically like, uh, you know, like AI, artificial intelligence. The more input you give it, the better the result it will be, you know? And that's basically how our, our brain works as well. But um, I do believe that we are m more visual. Like one of the things that, that we have, that most of people have in common, or most people have in common is that we learn better if we see something. <laughs> Um, that's why we remember maybe a scene from a movie than maybe uh, something written or because it strikes like mm -hmm. it's visually striking but um, yeah but it's so... easier for, like you said about the movie but it's easier for us to to remember the what they said than actually the scene isn't it yeah yeah, yeah exactly like something visual yeah, yeah yeah sometimes you don't remember what was said but it was the emotion that you felt mm -hmm, that emotion yeah yeah perfect exactly But, uh, or if it was something like, uh, or just an image or a painting or whatever, because it's visual, uh, like you remember a painting, but if someone would to describe the painting to you, maybe it would be harder to remember just from hearing, hearing it once or viewing it once, for example. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I do think we, we, we learn languages pretty much the same. Uh, the brain just needs a lot of input, <laughs> basically. To to and to go back to your question about if we have like maybe bad skills, like I don't know, like in your case, maybe listening isn't that good. Um, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is depend. It's it depends how much your brain has trained or how much you have trained that particular skill. Like if you have read. I don't know, a hundred books in Polish, uh, but you have just listened to 10 movies or 10 podcasts, for example, or watched just 10 movies. Then I think I would think your reading is way better than your listening because you're not used to because it's it's language in a different form. You know, it's like liquid or liquid water or, you know, um, solid or whatever. So it's a different style of using the language yeah so you have to train for it of course mm -hmm. yeah totally and do, do you believe that we can develop this inclination or talent or or no hmm. what, what do you think well if it's in an, an inclination i don't think you can change it like maybe like your genetics if you if you train for example If you go to the gym or or, or train um, or whatever you're doing with your body, mm -hmm. um, if you have some like good genetics, I don't. Of course, you can't change that. Or maybe you have some, um, I don't know, some part of the body who isn't 
um, working optimally, let's say, then yeah, maybe you cannot change that. But I think what set will set you apart or what will make the results visible and similar to someone who is, who has an inclination is how much effort you put into it and how how much you want it basically how much you really want to achieve the goal mm-hmm. so yeah I, maybe the closest thing you could train to have an inclination i think maybe would be experience like if you have if you take someone who who has talent but no experience okay <laughs> doesn't really help but if you have someone with no talent like talent quote unquote and and lots of experience like maybe 10 years of language learning experience and they know exactly what they need to do to learn their next language then of course that's that's another um that's another um mm-hmm. topic because uh, they have already the experience and they know exactly what they have to do so it's basically like having already developed this inclination towards it because of that much experience that they have. Yeah, that's uh, exactly where I wanted to arrive with you because I think that, for example, me and or you, for example, we learn probably easier and faster than a regular person that are not used to learn languages, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but probably because of experience, because we have experienced this um, this process of learning from scratch multiple times with every language. So there are some mm-hmm. things that we don't need to make the mistake to learn or we don't need to wonder. We, we yeah. already have the some answers according to our experiences and it makes us gain time. Uh, exactly. Save time, we have say. some shortcuts. shortcuts yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, of course, maybe just a quick note, maybe on, on memorization, uh, it's also a skill. You have to train some people say oh, I have bad memory, you know. That's uh, one of the favorites. <laughs> I say at of, work of excuses because <laughs> I don't want to memorize stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or oh, I have bad memory or whatever. But yeah, of course like I I I do think that I tend to remember things easier than maybe other people, but I think maybe because I'm really interested interested in what I want to learn, it's like a, a big factor in in uh, because even in, in the languages that I speak uh, better uh, are not like sometimes I forget the word like you can tell it you can tell me the word maybe 10 times and I will forget it because I'm not interested in that word um, selective yeah, memory so, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly because I don't know um, like for example I always say like um, I don't know when you start on uh, Duolingo, then you have the list of animals. I don't know how it is now because I haven't used it for a long time. But when I used to use it a few years ago, then you would have this, you know, woman, man, child. Like, why do I need to start my first lesson with this? And then this <laughs> starts like able... dolphin, camel. And it's like, yeah. when did you what? say the camel in Polish? When when did I say it in my native language like when was the last time i used that the word but you know it's it's yeah it's selective you know you you i think the the you are interested or you will memorize words faster or phrases faster if you're interested in 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 their meaning and their usage um and also memorization as a in general as a skill can can be also like separately uh trained yeah yeah okay totally and I see videos on YouTube, like, 
how I learned Italian in 72 hours, 48 hours, or <laughs> some nonsense like that. You know what I'm talking about. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it really demotivates people and make uh, makes people believe that the guy in that video, he has a specific talent that people who are watching do not have. Do, do you agree? Mm-hmm. How do you see this kind of content? Do you think that it's also, not always, but it has also a negative impact? Yeah, I... I must admit, I actually enjoy this, <laughs> this kind of content, um, because I don't know, it's really be- maybe because for me, language learning is, is a hobby and it's so fun for me. And it's, it really, it's sort of, it's, it is a challenge, you know, like I, I have done this kind of thing myself, you know, I have trying to learn, I don't know, uh, Greek in three days, just using, uh, Google translate. But of course, when, when I say I want to learn a language in 24 hours, the 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 thing, the negative aspect is that many people that see this video don't know what they mean when they say I learned this and this language in 24 hours. It doesn't mean they mastered the language. It means that um, they want to see how far they can uh, take their language uh, in that period of time. So basically, I don't know, I'm starting, um, let's say, yeah, let, let's take Greek again, um, because I don't speak Greek. <laughs> so I, I will start basically from scratch. Yeah, I know some words, but that's it. Um, but I would be interested to see, okay, in 24 hours or in three days or a week, let me see how much I can learn and using my uh my method using my um yeah basically all my my let's say shortcuts um and and yeah it's it's basically a fun challenge to to try and i think it's it's uh it's something like um when maybe when you have enough experience you can try something like this because it it's like trying to uh, to do a, a, a workout challenge. Like you also see some workouts, cha- workout challenges on YouTube, like 10, 10 minutes or 15 minutes. Uh, like it's really hard with hard exercises. N- no one in their right mind, if they're a beginner, would attempt this <laughs> because they might even break something or whatever. But it's just... For me, these challenges are something that you can try for yourself when you when you have enough experience in language learning and see, okay, let me see if my method works for this range, you know, for 24 hours, 72 hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the, the problem is when, when people who don't know about language learning or don't know how to learn language see these videos and they think, oh, I can do the same, but then they apply the wrong method to their language learning yeah but the good maybe the uh a good thing would be to and i think many many people do actually what what uh many creators that they show that show these uh these videos um they show actually how they're learning so for example i don't know i've been listening to this i've been repeating this word list or whatever so people have a rough idea of what's going on and they can say oh let me see if i can do the same applying these methods so yeah i think it's a spectrum but uh yeah it, it can also be some something negative mm-hmm. uh, if if people don't really know what's going on in the background yeah mm-hmm. but it can also inspire people right 
to exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly I, you know i've been doing the the cyber creation challenge and i did a, the ukrainian challenge and actually I, my goal was okay trying to inspire people and to share the method and but then came the the comments like oh you have really a talent for that you're no 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 that's not the point that's not <laughs> what i want to transmit with the video and actually yeah. i even shared the method because i not only the method, I share all the aspects that I believe that helped me. Because, okay, learning Ukrainian, if you already know some Russian and you speak Polish, of mm-hmm. course I would learn faster than someone who doesn't know these languages, right? And live in yeah. Poland, yeah. And I also share all the aspects that I believe that, that helped me, the ones that I think that were not that good for me in the process. And But at the end, I received this kind of comments. Oh, you are really good at that. No, mm-hmm. that's yeah. not, that, that wasn't what I expected. Yeah. Yeah, like... <laughs> For example, have you ever heard, I don't know, I, I don't think it ever happened to me personally that a, another language learner or polyglot told me, oh, you're talented. I don't think people who actually know what's involved in learning a language would ever say because they know that uh, it took them maybe one or two years to achieve uh, an advanced level in I don't know what language. So, And they know you've done the same as well. So maybe they're impressed, okay, if they see maybe that you speak 10 languages, 15 languages, and then they're curious, okay, how did you do it? What's your method? Because I use this method, but what's your method? And, but I personally have never had this experience that they told me, like another language learner or or polyglot told me, oh, you're, you're so talented. Like people usually say, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure. Otherwise, the polyglot but, gathering would be like the the Avengers, right? It would be like a collection of superheroes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I I must say I I did see some T-shirts like uh, I speak uh, Russian. What's your superpower? Or I speak French. What's your superpower? So <laughs> yeah, it is it is like a super superpower, but it takes super hard work. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And yeah, you speak Japanese, for example. And one interesting question we were talking about background. How much of your previous experiences with language learning could you apply while learning Japanese? Because, I mean, Japanese is very different. It's not not Indo-European. And I don't speak any non-Indo-European language. So that's why this question is very interesting for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah, disclaimer. Yeah, I'm like intermediate, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm getting back into Japanese. But yeah, it's... It's a completely different language um, in its uh, mentality and like the, the culture and the, the grammar, the way the sentences are built. And yeah, it's, it's, it's vocabulary, of course. <laughs> so basically, apart from loan words, like English loan words, uh, you don't really have uh, anything that you can attach yourself to. Uh, to try to learn the language. Um, so yeah, yeah. I also primarily, basically Japanese was my first non-Indo-European language. Um, so yeah, it's it's really different. And the back, my background, I guess um, my, I, I already had my language learning method. So it didn't really change much. But I have to say um, that um, 
during my language or maybe better said during my um, language learning journey with Japanese in the last two two years two and a half years I had the I, I changed slightly my language learning method mm-hmm. so basically I also I came across Matt versus Japan because people who uh, study Japanese uh, seriously uh, know <laughs> who Matt versus Japan is um, and and I was uh, I, I basically saw a video of his where he explained how he learned Japanese and uh, and I think here he did the same on on uh, on the podcast when when you interviewed him he explained quickly how how he did it and basically this made really made much sense for me like to study and you can apply it to any language basically just just immerse your brain in the language and of course there's there are more effective ways to do this or more inefficient ways of doing like you can brute force your way through the language just thousands of hours of input or you can sort of fine-tune and and polish your method and just uh, learn more more uh, precisely more effectively but yeah so I, ch- I changed a bit of uh, my my method but I guess yeah my background didn't really help me just maybe my <laughs> language learning method helped me okay. like exposing myself to the language but as far as trying to connect with the Japanese language through my European background yeah, that was like uh, no. no <laughs> that was really hard. Like if I would have tried to find similarities, similarities with Europe and Japan, and tr- really cling on to to Europe, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's really hard because it's it's a different culture and uh, and they have a different way of expressing and viewing the world. You know? All right. Yeah, I still uh, I cannot have an opinion, but I uh, still haven't learned my non-personal European <laughs> language, but I will, I will. In the next part of the podcast, there are always two questions that I ask everyone. And the first one mm-hmm. is, what's your personal definition of fluency? A word that we hear all the time. What does it mean for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fluency, the holy grail. <laughs> <laughs> um, fluency, I think for me personally, fluency means to be able to basically to feel comfortable with the language like what you feel when you switch if you were to speak in your native language and you had to switch to the language you're you're learning or you're yeah basically you're speaking uh actively studying and you say you're fluent then it shouldn't be a problem to switch and you wouldn't feel this uh you wouldn't feel really scared to start speaking in that language you would feel like, uh, yeah, I can have a conversation about basically anything. Um, of course, I will mis- make mistakes, but natives can correct me. And in the process, I will learn something new. But you feel comfortable with it, basically. So, of course, this means that you're, are, you have an upper intermediate towards an advanced level, of course. But you can consume the language without feeling like oh my god i don't understand anything or i really understand like 50 percent so you you are 
comfortable with the, with the language in basically all its forms. Yeah. Awesome. And the second question, what does it mean for you to be a polyglot? Okay. Yeah. A polyglot, um, actually, I don't know if, uh, if other people have said this, but for me, it means that you're not just someone who is multilingual, but you have a passion for, for languages. And i actually this, this definition, uh, I think I've, I've heard this definition, um, in, a in a polyglot gathering a few years back, um, when, when it was in Berlin still, um, maybe it was the third edition or so. And, uh, I think Richard Simcott, uh, used this definition and I really liked it because it means that you're not, because some people are just multilingual. They grew up speaking two languages at home, maybe one from the mother, one from the father, and they learned English and then they had to go to school and, I don't know, speak another language and they already know four languages. But they don't really have an interest in learning languages. They maybe don't even like learning or speaking the language of their parents. Um, so for me, a polyglot is someone who, of course, has to know four languages or more at an at a good level um because that's also the def the the definition of polyglot four or more languages but also for me they have also to have a um like a passion for language learning awesome yeah, i totally agree totally agree and you know that in the last part of the podcast, we have the questions in the, our common languages. Are you prepared? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you're prepared. Yeah, you speak all these languages very well. And uh, la, la prima è in italiano. Quindi, oh, meno male. Uh, meno male se cominciamo <laughs> da, da livello facile. Livello facile, livello facile. Sì. Quindi, uh, tu sei cresciuto in Italia, ma come mai parli con un accento così neutro invece di uno regionale? Uh, sì, allora, praticamente quando sono cresciuto in Italia, ma solo fino all'età di 12 anni, e poi mi sono trasferito nella, um, nella parte italiana della Svizzera, e adesso abito nella parte tedesca, però ho molti amici del sud Italia anche, quindi Calabria o Puglia o della Sicilia, quindi sono entrato in contatto con molti uh, accenti e dialetti, e probabilmente per questo uh, il, mio, eh, il mio accento è diventato più neutro, cercando un compromesso fra, fra tutti questi dialetti e accenti italiani. Mm -hmm. Perfetto. Also, auf Deutsch, und uh, wenn du in Rumänien bist, fühlst du dich wie ein Ausländer oder fühlst du dich immer noch, dass es dein Heimatland ist? Uh, uh, das ist eine sehr interessante Frage eigentlich. Um, ich fühle mich so halb, halb Rumäne, halb uh, nicht Rumäne, <lacht> weil es gibt, es gibt schon Sachen, die ich gar nicht kenne von der Kultur und so weiter und, und auch von der Sprache eigentlich, weil ich habe einfach eigentlich Rumänisch durch, oder nicht durch, aber meine Eltern haben mir, uh, uh, mich, mir uh, Rumänisch beigebracht. Also ich kenne nur das Rumänische oder fast nur das Rumänische 
von meinen Eltern. Nur in diesem Kontext, oder? Du sprichst Rumänen in, nur in diesem Kontext zu Hause, oder? Ja, Aha. ja, genau. Habe sehr wenige rumänische Freunde oder Leute, die Rumänisch sprechen. Ähm, und in den letzten Jahren habe ich natürlich, äh, ich habe eine, einen, ein Interesse für Rumänien und, und, und die Sprache. Ähm, und ich habe auch Filmen äh, geguckt und so weiter. Aber ja, wenn ich, wenn ich dann in Rumänien bin, und das ist auch nicht so oft, leider, ähm, dann ja, fühle ich mich so, ja, ich spreche schon die Sprache, aber ich gehöre vielleicht nicht ganz hier, oder? Mhm. Und, äh, und äh, ja, das ist, das ist schon etwas, an, an, an dem ich äh, arbeiten würde äh, irgendwann, oder? Dass ich besser meine Kultur kenne und äh, ja, ich könnte prob problemlos in Rumänien leben, aber die Rumänen verstehen, dass ich nicht in Rumänien aufgewachsen bin. Mhm. Das ist, äh, ja. Ja, das ist ziemlich interessant. Das ist das ja. Und, äh, okay, nächste Frage äh, in Portugies. Äh, você sempre menciona a, a Romênia e a Itália, mas não, não com tanta frequência como cultura, como identidade cultural, a Suíça. E a Suíça é um país uhum. onde moram muitos estrangeiros, e é difícil criar Sim. uma identificação cultural, uma, identif uma, é, uma identificação cultural com o país por causa de ser um país tão multicultural? Uh, acho que não, acho que, que é possível porque uh, muitas pessoas uh, dizem que oh, eu sou suíço ou eu sou, sim, eu sou suíço alemão, eu sou suíço francês, então sim, é possível porque um, uh, mas, mas para, para mim é mais difícil uhum. porque um, eu já, eu falo, sim, italiano, romeno, uh, mas o alemão não é uma língua que eu falo bem como o italiano, o romeno, por exemplo. Uhum. Então, não posso uh, ter uh, essa identidade de suíço. Uhum. Acho, acho, que, acho que é isso para mim. Uhum. Entendi. Não, teres popolsco. Uh... <risos> No, pamiętam, że pogadaliśmy i nie byłeś pewien, czy będziesz się uczyć rosyjskiego czy polskiego. Dlaczego tak, wybrałeś tak. polski, a nie rosyjski? A nie rosyjski. No, um, bo uh, byłem w Warszawie mm -hmm. uh, dwa, trzy dni dla spotkania poliglotów, a potem chciałem... Uh, pojechać do, do, do Krakowa i myślałem, dlaczego nie uczyć się języka polskiego. I zacząłem uczyć się i dlatego, dlatego um, wybrałem <grym> polski, a, a nie rosyjski. Ale um, w następnym roku chcę, ch chciałbym uczyć się też rosyjskiego, mhm. więc... Zobaczymy. No. Dlaczego nie? Super, nie, nie wiedziałem. Breaking news. <laughs> no. uh, alors, en français, uh, oui. comment est-ce de vivre dans, dans, dans un pays qui a trois langues? À quelle fréquence tu utilises le, le français, par exemple? Mm -hmm. Pas... mm -hmm. Oui, donc, par exemple, pour moi, en fait, le, le travail que je fais, 
je parle au téléphone avec euh, des gens qui viennent de, de la partie française, de, de la partie allemande et aussi italienne. Euh, donc, j'utilise ces trois langues. Bien sûr, il y a aussi le roumanche, mais euh, j'ai seulement parlé une fois avec euh, quelqu'un qui parle euh, roumanche. Donc, euh, ouais. Et il parlait aussi italien et allemand. Euh, allemand donc, <rire> euh, mais oui, normalement, je parle ces trois, ces trois langues euh, chaque semaine, en fait. Donc, euh, dans mon travail, je l'utilise presque, presque chaque jour, en fait, le français. Et je pense aussi pour ça que mon français a amélioré aussi ah, donc euh, mais bien sûr euh, ici par exemple dans la partie allemande on n'utilise pas vraiment beaucoup le, le français donc bon, si je suis euh, je sais pas dans la ville j'entends pas le français anglais allemand des autres langues aussi mais pas beaucoup de français mmh. oui je ne savais pas c'est c'est très intéressant ouais parce que par exemple euh, ici en Pologne, on écoute beaucoup de langues, mais il n'y a pas des autres langues mmh. qui sont euh, officielles. Donc, oui, oui, oui. Je n'ai pas aucune oui, idée comment ça... c'est ça de, de vivre en pays qui a trois langues. Oui, c'est c'est comme s'il y a ou, ou quatre, oui, exactement. <rire> c'est comme si s'il y aurait euh, quatre régions ou trois régions. Euh, c'est plutôt séparé. Mais, euh, bien sûr, si tu peux parler deux langues, trois langues, euh, c'est bien, bien sûr euh, mieux pour, euh, en fait, pour pouvoir communiquer avec les autres gens de la Suisse. Mais sinon, on, on utilise l'anglais. <rire> <rire> oui, parfait. Et la ultima pregunta, en espagnol. Si. Uh, hablas portugais brasileiro, pero hablas castellano, espagnol europeo, ¿no? ¿Y cuáles fueron tus tu razones? Sí, es verdad. Pues no sé, porque <ríe> es interesante porque en el trabajo, de verdad, tengo un, o, uh, un ¿cómo se dice? Un colega que, uh, que habla, que es de Ecuador. Uh -huh. Pues no hablo con, con, uh, con acento de, como castellano, ¿no? Es como más sudamericano. Pero sí, normalmente cuando hablo con la gente es como utilizo el, el, el castellano. Y el portugués de, de... Ah, pues sí, porque, porque el, el castellano... Mmm, no sé por qué, <ríe> no tengo una respuesta para, para eso. Creo que me parecía más como... Um, más interesante cómo hablan este acento de, de España y no de Sud Sudamérica. Um, como, no sé si también era como, mm, es, es un poquito más difícil de hablar con z, z y, y todo eso que solamente con s, ¿no? Como fácil. Y me, me gustaba más de hablar como, 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 eh, como se habla en España. Pero para el portugués de Brasil, me... sí, me encanta más el como, como, sueña, como, como suena el, 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 eh, el portugués de, de Brasil, sí. Y no, no tengo muchas razones, eh, otra, otras razones para, 
para, para estudiar uh, el, el portugués de, 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 de Brasil. Sí, porque para un europeo creo que hay más razones para aprender la, las variaciones europeas, ¿no? Sí, eh, aquí en Suiza es interesante que hay muchos portugués, portugueses, sí. Y, por ejemplo, en mi trabajo también tengo personas que hablan portugués, portugués de, de europeo, pues. Y para mí es, es más, más difícil de estudiar el, el portugués de, de, de Brasil uh, cuando, cuando hay mucha, muchas personas que, que hablan con, con uh, hablan el portugués europeo. Sí, pues, uh, sí. No sé, aún no sé, porque quería uh, estudiar más uh, uh, portugués. Y aún no sé si continuar con el portugués de Brasil o uh, con el portugués de portugués europeo. Sí. Pero vamos a ver. Bueno, vamos a ver. Eh, sí, te ayudaré con el portugués. Sin, sin problema. <risa> Gracias. Uh, bueno, now Yeah, so we arrive to the end of this episode. And the last question that I always ask everyone, who would you like to see in the following episodes? When we had the episode in German, we, you choose uh, Matt from Matt Fashion Japan. We had an episode with him. Who would like to see in the next mm -hmm. ones and what will, will be the topic? Oof. Um, that's an interesting question because you already had Stefano <laughs> from Lingue Passione. I think you... you Yeah, you, you didn't have uh, Luca, but I think it's... Uh, it's coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's coming. Yeah, I would like to, to also hear Luca uh, on the podcast. Uh, in Luca's case, maybe how he um, started this, this, this uh, his language learning journey and also what are his plans also for the future, you know, how maybe this his whole history... And um, maybe his side of the story, how it, how it is to inspire or, or how does it feel to, to inspire so many people? Yeah, he's, he's taking, he's also developed a, a language learning course. Um, I think it's called uh, Overcoming the Intermediate Plateau. And I think other courses he's developing. So he's really trying to bring language learning to, to, to everybody and to give everybody like the... Uh, a really good method to learn languages. So yeah, it would be interesting to hear his side of the of the story and then how he developed his business as well and maybe what his plans are for the future. Awesome, awesome. And before we finish this, have a message in Romanian for people. Da, deci cum am vorbit astăzi cu Eliseu să să nu credeți că nu puteți învăța o limbă străină doar pentru că nu Uh, nu aveți acest talent sau această inclinație să învățați o limbă străină. Încercați, începeți și continuați. Dacă aveți destul o motivație și, uh, și disciplină, voință, atunci uh, și sunteți uh, pasionați, atunci puteți cu timpul veți putea să, să învățați ce doriți. Yeah, so basically, I think, I think you understand some, some things, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, basically just, you know, if you really want to learn uh, languages, don't really, don't stop and just say, oh, I don't have the talent for it. Just go for it. And with passion, patience and, and time and discipline, you will achieve what's, what you want to learn. 
Awesome. Thank you for being part of this episode. It was really nice to have you here. Uh, we usually yeah. talk a lot, but I think it's also very good for people to hear it because you have a lot of interesting things to say. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me and for this awesome discussion. Yeah.